Welcome to the Sports Podcast. This is your host, Elijah Dias, and I'm joined by co-hosts, um, Edwin Nelson and Dumba So. We are very proud to announce to you um, that we'll be doing the first episode um, of the Sports Podcast, and we have some big things coming to you right now. We have some big things coming to you in the future. Uh, like I said, that we are huge sports fans. We've been playing basketball, uh, watching basketball our whole lives. Uh, we'll be having some deep discussions about sports, mainly basketball and football, but of course we're going to you know, branch out to other sports as well. Uh, we also have plans of interviewing players, coaches you know, around the city and just you know, diving in deep into sports and trying to get as many opinions and facts as we can in one room so we can distribute it to the world and you know, give it to y'all to listen to. So first, um, I want to introduce myself. My name is Elijah Dodds. I'm 23 years old and I'm a Chattanooga native. Um, I'm a huge sports fan, huge sports connoisseur, mainly basketball, um, and I've been to college for communications. I've had many jobs in my life, and right now I'm really working on starting my own business. Um, so I give the other two to announce themselves as well. Okay, well, like uh, Eli said, I'm Edwin Nelson. I'm 24 years old, uh, a degree in communications. Like Eli said, I'm a big uh, sports fan, uh, love basketball, love football. Uh, love uh, really any sport in general, as long as it's uh, entertaining, pretty much. Um, we're looking to really give you guys a tour into what we enjoy into our daily lives, and hopefully you guys can enjoy it as well. Uh, and my name is Dimba So. Um, basically what he said, uh, I love basketball. I'm currently a basketball coach right now. I'm 21 years old. Uh, I coach an 8th grade team in AAU, and I currently coach a high school JV team at Brainerd High School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I'm also a Chattanooga native as well. And uh, like he's, like they've been saying, uh, we just love sports and we just wanted to give you guys an insight of what we say when we're in a debate or anything like that. Just give you like an inside scoop of what we're talking about basically most of the time when we're talking sports, so. Right, right, right. So today we got a big topic, um, basketball right now, it's basketball season. I'm glad to you know have basketball started back up. We're gonna be talking about the NBA playoffs today, and right now we in a bubble, man. We in that bubble life um, today. I mean, I want to talk about some similarities and the difference about being in the bubble. Uh, some things I see so far about the similarities that nobody has you know really been knocked off their game. Um, they're playing the same game. No one's no one's really rusty. No teams are really rusty. They're actually playing better, you know, in my opinion. Than, um, you know, during the regular season, a lot of players are playing better. A lot of players are stepping up on their teams. Um, and some of the differences is that, um, you know, it's the bubble. Uh, I know that, like, players like Gordon Hayward, for instance, uh, when he came back into the bubble, he had to be quarantined before he can go out. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be quarantined now. Um, and it's a little different, all that, with all, especially with the injustices going on right now, too. You know, you see a lot of players uh, stepping up and speaking out um, on live television about what's going on right now. Um, you know, they have that platform on the bubble. So because they're like, you know, they're separate from everybody, they're not, they're all in the bubble, so they're together. I guess that's, that's kind of makes it better. I kind of want to see a bubble, you know, kind of going forward, you know, test yeah. like a bubble. Because I really like this bubble right now. What's some of the similarities, like, y'all see right now, like, in the bubble? I think, uh, like, the regular season. Yeah. I think, like, what I like about the bubble, too, that could be, like, different from the regular season is really, to be honest, just how... The bubble kind of gives me, like, AAU vibes. Like, if you play yeah. AAU, like, you know, like, nice. you're playing in one one gym or at most two gyms, and everybody's going at it, everybody getting to watch you play, especially playing against the top team. So, and then that competitive nature, too. Like, I think that's not – that's just a similarity. Like, they're going to be competitive regardless when they're on the floor. they pros. But that, that bubble, it does give you a little bit more competitiveness because, you know yeah. – People are given the chance to fight for the playoffs, and then you got certain players, you know, that were left off like all stars or anything like that. There's you got something to prove. Younger players, like for example, I could say like Karis Levert. I watched him a lot. I'm kind of like a Brooklyn fan, so I seen how he basically just came in a bubble and just just went crazy. Like it was no, it was no thinking. Like it was like what he was doing was crazy, but. Uh, just another thing to go off of, like, I think a difference would be, like, it's not a lot of distractions. They're not really around, like, their normal environment. 
It's like some NBA players like to go party and stuff like that. They're not really able to do that in the bubble yeah. and stuff like that. You're and always with your team it, now too. Like exactly. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, that's that's what kind of make it like AAU. Like you're always with your team. You're seeing other teams and stuff like that. You're not with. You're normally not with your family. Now they have family with them, so like that's a good thing for them. But I just feel like the last thing I had last take was really. It's the some players really don't never change. What I mean by that is like, like you have players that that super homebodies. All they do is be in the gym around their trainers, stuff like that, and that's basically what they're doing in the bubble, like times twenty. Like so, it's like it's nothing for them. You got those dudes that just stay on the game. The younger players that's not doing nothing when they're at the crib or stuff like that. So some of these dudes like treating the bubble like it's nothing. Like it's like they at home really. That's facts. Well, the way I've seen the bubble is I feel like uh, every player has had the ability to elevate their game in some fashion. I feel like by there not being any fans, uh, I feel like the players who you may not be familiar with, the guys who aren't able to shine due to, you know, they might be scared of having a lot of people screaming in their face in a a way of environment. You know, you got guys like Trey Bird who – in a regular season, probably wouldn't be able to showcase what he can do. But in an open gym environment, you know, he looked like he's back in Michigan. So I feel like this open environment, especially for a young team, especially, you know, you don't got to worry about the fans. It's really just you on the court. And I think this is – that bubble is also giving us a view of how NBA prices really go, you know, as far as one-on-one. You know, it's a lot of guys who really can't guard one-on-one. And you're being able to see it – you know, firsthand every night, a guy who can't guard one on one. Yeah. You know, it, and I think that's really has been the most beneficiary beneficiary thing for everyone in the bubble is the ability to feel like you're in an open gym pretty much, like they were would be in the summer anyway. Yeah. So you're going to start seeing guys' uh, stats probably inflated more than usual. But yeah. I mean, that's really just just shows how good they really are in the open gym as well. Yeah, that comes with deflation too, because I've right. seen player stats deflate as well. Due to that open gym environment, you got some dudes that just can hoop like right. anywhere. Yeah. Then you have some people where they do need a crowd. Yeah. They do need that jump Most to go crazy in front of people. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you, you've seen a lot of players talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Like I feel like players right now are. I like the bubble. Like I, right. I like the bubble right yeah. now. Like it's real interesting. Um, really, I want to make a little transition to. Um, the first round of the playoffs, just a little recap of it. Um, I mean, some some series, it you know, we expected. Um, some series, you know, we didn't kind of expect. Like, um, for me, um, I didn't even expect the Magic to win one game against the Bucks. to be honest. Like, no that way. first game, like, no that way. really surprised me. Like, how y'all feel about that? Well, you know me personally. I, I had not much faith in the Bucks to begin with. <laughs> you know, especially when you see what the Magic did to the Raptors last year. Uh no, that's a team that can – I feel like they had their full team. I feel like they could have probably made it a more competitive series yeah. just because it is, like you said, the bubble. You know, we seen some guys who games who definitely elevated, who showed some flashes like Jonathan Isaac. And I feel like had they had their full, like, full arsenal, you wouldn't have to have – you know, put more pressure on guys like Air Fournier. He could have been out there and just played his regular game, you know. Facts, yeah. You got so, Evan Fournier out there doing things point guard, he's not exactly. normally doing. Yeah. And I think we'll really show for the Magic and, like, these other teams, these lower seeds that went in, like the Magic with the uh, the, the Nets. The Nets yeah. They kind of show, like, who their players are and, like, what they're worth. Like, Vucevic, he definitely showed that. Why he got that money. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. definitely showed that. I think the Magic, like you said, with a full roster and probably, like, one more piece, like, I think they tough, like, in the East. Especially sure. in the East. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like the Blazers a little bit, too. Like, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Nurkic. Nurkic was hurt last year. Nurkic was huge. He came Blazers in. This year. Especially, like, in the clutch when they were trying to make the playoffs. Like, Nurkic right. was killing out there. Especially when Dane. We, know, we all know about Dane. Like, he's going to do his thing. But, yeah. I mean, the Lakers, you know, the Lakers were too much for them to handle. Yeah. Um, that Rockets Thunder series was crazy. Went seven. Um I actually had the Thunder coming out that series. I did, too. I did, too. I really did. The Rockets, um, you know, they they really don't play that much defense. And, like, OKC defense is pretty solid. And, like, I really thought they would just, you know, shoot themselves out the game. um, Harden, going to do this Harden. Westbrook, did Westbrook play? He only played, like, what, games? 
I want to say they, he became like game yeah, five, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the end, yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that they didn't have Westbrook for a lot of the series, I thought, um, you know, the Thunder would maybe steal one of the first two games, but they didn't. Yeah. They went down 2 0, I believe. And they, they bounced back and went to a game seven. Yeah. Um, I think Steven Adams kind of like, like hurting them a little bit. He didn't take enough pressure off like CP3 and SGA and Dennis Schroeder. I feel like it was so much like in order for them to actually beat the Rockets, like they would have to play so good defensively and like just really go crazy on the offensive end. Like we seen thirty point games from Shoulder, Shea, and CP three that mm-hmm. whole entire series. So you could just see like the trend of how okay, so he had to actually beat the Rockets. Yeah. And it was crazy. We seen Luke Dort that last game have thirty Not points. 30, so like you seen like they literally had to have a miracle guy or Somebody just going crazy on offense and literally just being the defensive like team. So I think if Steven Adams would like would have kind of like showed some up pressure yeah, and showed up more like showed that that size does hurt the Rockets. Kind of similar to uh, like AD, but we know AD is not even close yeah, to right, Adams. Right, but right. still though, I feel like if, even if he would did a little bit more, I think they could have definitely won that series. That's right. I mean, that, that series and the, the Jazz Nuggets series, like the Game 7 pretty much ended up being like a little toss-up. Yeah, right. like yeah. You really didn't know who was going to win. Like the Nuggets won by two points Game 7. Like they barely won. And oh, the yeah. Jazz had a they had a chance to last win. Second like shot. Last shot. Right. Last Mike second shot. He had a great yeah, look, too. Great look. Great look. I think any coach, like I'm a coach, so like seeing that, I seen some people say you should have passed to Donovan and stuff That's a like long that. Pass. That's a very long pass, especially in the NBA. Like, I think you know, he'd, been, he'd have probably been throwing that up. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, yeah. That probably been like a, a jump and catching and shooting at the same time. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad Mike Conley at least had the guts to take the shot. Some people actually panic and do like the craziest stuff yeah. in the end of the game. Like we see, we just seen like. Probably like what a year ago, two years ago, Jr. didn't even see like the the right. run. He didn't, even, but that's little things though. Like that happens to any player. It just so happened to happen to Jr. in the finals. So mm-hmm. it was like, my kind of took a great shot. I think Utah was in like they played good before those games though. I think they sh- they should have handled business, and that just shows in the NBA. Like if you don't capitalize on those closeout games, like dude, you're in trouble. Like especially in the Western Conference, like. You seen Denver do it right now, back to back three wins, like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Your mm-hmm. man Luca though, that's, that oh, serious was right. Like man, Luca could have won that series, and I, I believe that like his Porzingis didn't get hurt. Um, you know they made some, refs made some you know questionable calls like the first game, especially in the second game, and of course Porzingis ended up getting hurt, Doncic ended up getting hurt. They really had a great chance to steal that series from the Clippers. I didn't even see it going six to be honest, because I thought the Clippers. Well, better than that, and we actually seeing the Clippers kind of unfold right now uh, against the against the Nuggets. Yeah. But that man Luca is a problem. Like, oh, yeah. I think the real problem with the Clippers, if you you've seen like back to back series, is they get these such like these huge leads to its point. It's like, are they, what's the point of even playing at this point? Like they they are like twenty something and half, and it's to the point where the other team they it's not like they're not even competing at one point. It's like man. Yeah. Are we are we really even playing basketball at this point? You can get to the point where they go cold, <laughs> like super cold. And it's like man, they just got hot out of nowhere. It's yeah. no, we didn't we didn't play defense for real in so long, yeah. and it's to the point like it's a real game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I'm yeah. you know you got Kawhi, he might be cold, and if Kawhi goes cold for the Clippers, it's it's pretty yeah, much it's over around. at that point. Yeah, yeah. They got too many like inconsistent players. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like Lou really- Will hasn't really been hooping since like he yeah. came back from the bubble. Yeah. yeah. You need a lot of you need a lot more players like that's what I'm learning too. Who can create their own shot? Yeah, like. yeah. Just like off what he was saying, like really just a lot more players just consistently doing good. Like other than Kawhi, because like either way it goes, Kawhi or PG are gonna have a game to where they can get you a win. But you have to have the players like Jermichael Green or uh, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Will, Shamit. Like those dudes have to literally like have a, a solid game for them to actually yeah. close out games against a good Denver team. They have, right. a, like, a loaded squad. Like, they, right. they literally have, bro, like, eight to nine players that can go deep. That can start. Yeah. Like, they got bench players. So oh, yeah, 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 like for Michael sure. Yeah. I love Michael Porter. And what I think – You don't get enough players. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And what I think also hurt the Clippers is playing Lou Will is like a lose-win situation because, of course, he can go get you 30, but the whole time, they pretty much going at him every time on defense. Yeah. Like – We've seen when the Lakers played the Clippers, it's like, 
man, I can't wait till Lou Will come into the game. Exactly. We've been going him the whole time. Yeah. I think that's the same way I think the Miles felt the way well, Luca really pretty much felt when like Marcus Morris in you know, one guard and you got Reggie Jackson on him. Like this is an easy matchup at point guard position. Oh yeah. You know, sure. I feel like Patrick Bev, of course, he added some, you know, some physicality at the point guard position, but you know, he he's still a liability on offense as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. I think he's still like compared to Luca, I mean no disrespect to Patrick Beverly's defense, but Lucas is like six eight. Like, yeah, like he's he not really him. affecting Patrick. Like Patrick Beverly is really not affecting him. Yeah, as as anybody would, you know what I'm saying? As a shorter guard, so like I kind of seen that. Like from my personal experience, like when you're just guarding like really good players and they have that height advantage, it's just some shots you just like. All right, yeah, and there was nothing yeah. I could do about that. Makes that. me think of um, like last year the Clippers played the Warriors in. The- the conference finals, yeah, and Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams had an interview like after the after game six when they lost. There was like um, some 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 reporter asked them like how how could you have guarded KD better or something like that, and they was joking around like it was yeah around, like, I seen that like, conversation. Came, like, yeah. what do you think? Like right. and I think uh, Patrick Beverly asked the reporter. He was like. How would you guard him? Like, yeah. how would you guard him? Like, what do you think? What do you think? Like, come like, on, you can't man. stop KD. Yeah, you like, can't. You he's can't too stop big. That. Like, that's that's what you were saying about Doncic. Like, yeah. some people are just too big to even guard. Like, Patrick Beverly guarding Doncic. Like, yeah. There's some defenders that can guard bigger players, like Marcus Smart. Like, because he he's big. Like, oh yeah. Patrick yeah, Beverly yeah. isn't really a big guard. Yeah, I think Luca definitely was my favorite player out of the whole entire first round because just off the fact that it's like. Just the way he was playing and leading his team, even when Porzingis was going through those kind of things and stuff like that. So, Man, let's talk about this second round, though, man. The Bucks Heat that surprised a lot of people, but it really didn't surprise me. I had man. I had the Heat in, I had the Heat winning that series. I'm not sure what like how many games it was, but yeah. I kind of knew that he was gonna beat them. The Heat are loaded, man. Like they really have, they almost really have, they really do have like two starting fives. They got some really good bench players. Drogic came off the bench a lot, a lot of the year, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Nunn started. He hasn't played that much in the playoffs, but he's still a big factor. Yeah. Um, who else comes off the bench for that team? Uh, Iggy. Harrow. Tyler Harrow. Yeah, Harrow is real nice. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, man, he's yeah. a shooter. He like, provides he, he them another playmaker off I the think, bench, too. Yeah. Def, I feel like he's come to his own in this bubble as well. You know, because he, he played pretty – you know, he played pretty well in the regular season. But I feel like in the bubble, you you pretty much seen the – you know, he's gotten used to the gym, especially. You're starting to, he's starting to close a lot of these games as well when Jimmy can't do it. So, I yeah, mean, right, definitely. He's averaging 15 right now in the bubble. I'm not sure what he averages in the regular season, but I feel like, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a pretty decent um, points per game average in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I think, I think, for his role. Yeah, I think just like, really, it's not even his points. Like, like I said, like his playmaking is like off the charts right now. Like, with him just being another ball handler for them. Like coming off the bench, that definitely helps Goran a lot. Yeah. That helps uh, Jimmy, a lot. Jimmy a lot. It takes a load off them, man. When you have something like that, like always, like like something like the Clippers need probably like right now instead of just a score, somebody that can set up players Relying for easier shots. Yeah, like it gets too stagnant to the point to where you just know what's coming. And just like uh, it, everyone was saying earlier, like the playoffs now is more of as like – it's a mismatch. Like, whoever the mismatch is, that's where we're attacking. So, yeah. like, if you have somebody out there that's a mismatch, of course it's going to be, like, a stagnant offense. But at the end of the day, like, that dude's better. So, I don't know. I think the Heat, like, they'll do good, like, in the playoffs. But I think, like, that, that Buck series, like, Giannis just yeah. wasn't there. Like, that, he's still facing those same problems right. in the last playoffs. What you said earlier, he was like, like, Butler – He's surrounded by a lot of good players that can really create their own shots. Right. So, like, it's not depending on one player like a Giannis is. And that's really like the big reason I had to lose him is because Giannis is just so down in himself, but he yeah. doesn't really get other players involved on in his team. Like Butler, he gets a lot of players involved on his team. Like really all they had to do is just game plan for Giannis. Like like that game they lost against um, when Giannis got hurt in like the first uh, quarter or whatever. Like Middleton went crazy because they really didn't game plan for Middleton. Yeah. Like they game plan for Giannis. Like yeah. if you stop Giannis, you're pretty much gonna win. Exactly. So that's pretty much what they did. Like he got the bodies for that. Like, yeah. He got a lot of bodies. Definitely. And I think what's different is the Bucks really don't have like the athletes that the Heat got either. I feel like the Miami is the more athletic team. You know, right. especially I think what really killed a lot of teams when they play the Bucks is a lot of teams don't have the same length as the Bucks. I think that's really yeah. the difference is I feel like the Heat. 
you know, they made a lot of, you know, additions to their team to get multiple defenders. You know, they went and got uh, Jay Crowder, who can play a lot of great defense for you. Yeah, yeah. He hit threes. But he, he was on fire yeah, a fire lot of games in this series. Yeah. Then they went and got uh, Andre Iguodala, who plays a lot of four-quarter minutes for them. Even, even though he really doesn't even score that much smart, in the fourth he's quarter. He's a liar, like smart. My, exactly. Like, yeah. Locker room presence is better. And, like, yeah. He's one of those players that like, you can always rely on him to be on the floor. Like, no matter what. No matter, like, he, because he doesn't hit clutch slides. He doesn't make clutch plays before. Exactly. He's a championship winner. So, like, at the end of the day, how could you not trust him on the floor with other players? Yeah. So, that's how I feel. But. I think Eric Bledsoe also hurt the bus this series, as he's done pretty yeah. much the last two or series because he has really no offensive no game. Offensive that game. fits yeah. with Giannis either. Yeah. I think yeah. that you can't have multiple slashes with this lineup. Yeah. yeah. That's really, man, that's really like um, switching um, teams, the Celtics, Raptors. I really like that series because like, both series. teams got – People who can score the ball, yeah, and like especially the Celtics, they got five, six players who can create their own shot. Like, oh yeah, who averages you know double digits points. They got three players on the team that's averaging over twenty. Gordon Hayward averages seventeen and a half. That's almost four players on the same team that averages twenty a game. Yeah, and like the Raptors, they got you know Kyle Lowry, um, Van Vliet, Siakam, who really didn't do that well in his playoffs. Um, they they got people who can create their own shot too. Norman Powell coming off the bench, yeah, he can give you twenty a game. You know they got they got some people who can score and like this series was crazy like it went seven um and a lot of people expected the Celtics to lose this series um you know a lot of people were speaking to me at least you know blowing me up because I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan <laughs> you should be worried about the Raptors like yeah. I mean I was I was a little bit but you know I had confidence in my team because you know we got a lot of people who can put the ball in the basket and we got a yeah. lot of good defenders on our team like how y'all feel about you know how that series went well, me, as you know, I had the Raptors at least getting back to the finals, even without Kawhi, just because I felt like you bring him back for Evan Fleet, you, put him, you start him next to Kyle Lowry. Nick Nurse, he does such a great job coaching. He plays pretty much the starters, pretty much against the other team's bench as well. So, I mean, they pretty much – they on your net to pretty much the, the whole, whole game, game. Yeah, you know. Kennedy, so yeah. Toronto's defense was crazy. Crazy, yeah, yeah. And I think what really hurt them, and I think he's pretty much was to me at least the biggest disappointment. You know, at least in this series, I thought Siakam was at least gonna play a bigger role in this series. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think, I think the Celtics had a lot to do with that defensively. You know, because. You know, him, I don't know if he's limited offensively as far as what he can do right now. Because, you know, he relies a lot on his length at least to get to the rim. And I feel like the Celtics having so, so many smart defenders, they, they were re- pretty much ready for him anytime he got into the lane. I feel like they guarded him like you would guard Giannis pretty yeah, much. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It, it looked just like ball. that. It exactly. looked just like that, honestly. Because I kind of seen it like, I was like, wow, like, you can just tell how much Kawhi helped Pascal Siakam mm-hmm, last yeah. year. Because, like, you could just – even Kyle Lowry, like, you ask somebody like Kawhi, that takes so much pressure out of you. You're, you're getting looks that's, like, open for, like, 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? In the NBA, that's knocked down. That happens to Fred, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, like, you see without Kawhi, with with just Kyle Lowry and the people that you name, like, Pascal is locked in more on film, obviously. They're – they're paying attention to him a lot more, what he's doing on the floor, what his spots are and stuff like that. And they kind of basically took it away. So I do give credit to Boston Celtics. Like, their defense was crazy. Yeah. Especially, I say the most underrated player in that whole series. I know a lot of people are going to say Marcus Smart, but yeah. I'm going to say Daniel Tice. Yeah. The yeah. way he played, he was, nice. guarding, he was guarding Kyle Lowry on switches, Fred Van Vliet. He was guarding Mark Gasol. He had to guard Serge Ibaka when he's popping out to the three. So, like, Daniel Tice was literally everywhere on the floor. Yeah. And he had to make an impact that whole series in order for the Celtics to win because that's one thing everybody says about the Celtics. Like, who, who's going to help them at the big position? Right. Who, what they're going to do at the big position when they do play against the big. But people don't understand today's game. Like, you don't – like, and it's crazy. You naturally don't even need a big to win yeah. the championship. Yeah. You you seen OG and Obi at the five late games exactly. against the rap uh, against the Celtics so yeah that's crazy like man Tice was huge for us like I really didn't see him stepping up that much yeah he was huge Robert Williams had a 
you know, a good little impact too. Definitely. Kinda didn't play much. That, was, that yeah. kinda surprised me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Kinda he's not really a defender. Yeah. Even though Toronto really doesn't have scores at the big position, like Marcus all like he's not gonna give you twenty. Like no. Serge can give you twenty, but he's most likely not, not gonna give you twenty, yeah, like yeah. over twenty. Like Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet were the main scorers on that team and Siakam who didn't really show up. You know, just looking at the stats the Celtics really played great defense pretty much the whole series. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I think just the starting five alone, I think the Raptors only had one guy shoot above forty five percent or yeah. even close even close to that. You know, Fred from, Fred and Fleet shot thirty one percent from three, Siakam shot twelve percent from three, and Kyle Lowry shot thirty percent from three. That just go I think that just shows more what uh, Nick Nurse did as a coach pretty much. Yeah, yeah he just really kept them in the kept series. Kept them in the series yeah, a lot yeah. more than what Nick people Nurse, think. Nick Nurse coaching was crazy, especially defensively. Like, yeah. But they ran on Kimba. Yeah, yeah it, it was crazy. Oh, my goodness. That's the, like, as a coach, that's the first time I ever seen like somebody. He actually ran it. Nick Nurse ran it uh, last year against yeah. Golden State. Yeah, against Curry. Against Curry. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. They ran the boxing one against Curry yeah. to take him completely out of the game. Yeah. Like, and that's what they did against us, too. Like, because Kimba, he's a great scorer. And, like, um, you really don't want Kimba to go off. Nick Nurse is a great coach. Like, yeah. I gave him a lot of credit for that. Like, cause he could, he took Kimba completely out of the game, like offensively, like scoring wise. Yeah. But the thing is about Kimba, like he's smart he, enough to. He's gonna show up. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna show, show up, up at the right time. Else. Yeah, like, he's gonna show up somewhere. It's, 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 it was yeah. definitely on defense. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was playing great on defense. I think that's what like helped the Celtics because Kimba could have been a player that just been like, you know what, I'm not even touching the ball. Like my energy ain't there. He was playing D the whole game that he was in, and. Nick Nurse, he was just throwing, like, different defenses out. So, like, you can yeah. just imagine, like, in the NBA, you're so used to just playing man-on-man. Yeah. And now you're playing against a coach that's throwing out a 2-3 or a boxing one yeah. or even sometimes just zoning the top and man in the bottom. Like, little tricks like that just to throw the defense off just after a timer or anything like that. So, it, I always tell people, like, when I have conversations like this, that whole series was really coach versus coach. Oh, yeah. Brad Stevens versus Nick Nurse. For sure. That was like the matchup. Like it was. the players were there. You love Jason Tatum and Pascal and stuff like that. But the matchup was definitely the coaches versus the coaches yeah. because like both of them are just geniuses, especially Brad Stevens when it comes to like drawing up plays and stuff like that. So you kinda had like an offensive minded coach versus a defensive minded coach and that's the best yeah. like that's the best game you're gonna see as you can see it went seven so yeah. I, think I think that's what I think that's what happened with Eric Posters too. I think he really out coached the Bucks coaches that pretty much the whole series. Yeah oh yeah from for top sure. to bottom. I think yeah. every game in this series is pretty close. Like I'm not, I can't remember what the first two games were and I saw this one, but I mean they were pretty close. They weren't yeah. like yeah. blowouts. Like no, nah, no, no it was, game was like a blowout. I think it was one game actually that was a blowout. But it was it was either the first or second game. It was like I think it was like the second game. Yeah. The second game was a blowout. Like, like, like games five through seven, seven though were yeah. insane. Like actually games three through seven yeah, was crazy. Crazy. Three that that's when they that's made the game winner. Yeah. And after that it was close games after that. It was yeah. no, it was no blowouts. Yeah. So that I can't think of. So I mean, it was it was a great series, man. I well, love they, it. The thing I like about the Celtics, though, um, it's like um, when they took completely when they took Kimba completely out the game, like other players stepped up, like Marcus Smart, yeah, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Like, you just really you, you really got to see their game, bro. Yeah. Like yeah. their full game. Like we already know that they were good players. Uh, I saw a lot of people talking on Twitter like Jalen Brown actually might be better than Tatum. Like yeah. he's up there with Tatum. Like, I feel like he's a better defender. I feel like his offense isn't just as flashy, but I mean, he still does the same thing. The same thing pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. bring the same impact for sure. I just think, like, Jalen Brown, once he learns, like, that, like, yeah, you you may have, like, the – because I seen a conversation with uh, with Karis LeVert about, like, the mid-range shot. Like, I seen he's been working on that too, but, like, it was times he had open threes and he was still taking them. And you need – you want that confidence in Jalen Brown. Like, it was good to see that – he was still shooting he shot the ball. Thirty shots one game. Yeah, yeah. And and, and 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 last year or the year before that, that Jalen Brown wouldn't have done that. Nah. He no way. If he would have missed the first seven shots, he would have stopped shooting. Jalen Brown really came into the league as a defender. Like, yeah, he exactly. wasn't like a scorer. Like, he averaged fourteen in college, but he really wasn't a scorer. He definitely didn't have a three ball. Yeah, he got a three ball now, especially from the corner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I love this confidence and Tatum too, because you seen like the things they. They like you kind of seeing the youth out of them sometimes, like bad shots at the end of the shot clock, or like yeah. forcing shots when it's not there. 
and just holding the ball too long. But like, that's it. They're young though, and then you seeing the good things out of them. Like as young players, that's gonna be like very great players in the future. So I think Jay LeBron, JT, they gonna be. Dogs. That's gonna that duo is gonna be crazy. Crazy. I think an important stat also. You know, with Jason Tatum, he had he had thirty seven assists in the series. Oh yeah, yeah. I that's think huge. him as a playmaker, yeah. that's gonna be the next evolution to his oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you really got to show up the series because like they took complete, they took him when they took him out, like yeah, that box and one, like when they threw that at us, that that, that messed us up. Like, yeah, like, it showed, like it really showed, and like Jason Tatum, like he really stepped up offensively. He had he almost had a triple double one game. He had nine assists one game. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a game. Like 15, 16 rebounds. Yeah, like Marcus Smart had one that game, did he? Yeah, he, yeah. he went off that game. I think. Both of them yeah, I think it didn't even just miss it up. Like I think it actually like it showed like all right, since y'all want to take away Kimba, like. Now you finna have more Tatum, more yeah, Jalen Brown, exactly. more more other players that's impacting yeah, the game. Imagine if they had, man, we had one of Hayward. Yeah, if that was Hayward, that I don't think that would have won seven. No, I ain't gonna lie. Hayward is a scorer too. Like yeah. Hayward had some like a lot of thirty point games this year, like yeah. last year. Like, he can give you thirty. Like that's the thing about Gordon Hayward is he's very efficient. Like he can shoot the three ball, he can play defense, he's a long body. Like that's a whole nother body that the Celtics are missing. Yeah. And that's 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 real important when you when you in the playoffs, is having those bodies. Celtics got a lot of bodies, man. Yeah. So what about LeBron, man? Yeah, LeBron versus Houston, like man. That, that they got was, that first game. Yeah. That that first game after that <laughs> scout I game, pretty scout yeah. game, yeah. fill out game. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much LeBron said. He yeah. said in an interview, uh, fill out game. Yeah, this is the speed, at least of the defense. It's yeah. not every day you that's, play a team like that's him. really what they did with Portland too, like a yeah. game. Not saying that he just like going. wanted to lose, but you know. But I mean, you're not gonna go full steam trying to blow them out game one. Oh no, no, nah, you gotta see. You gonna at least see what they trying to run against you. At least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. LeBron definitely. Uh, he keeps tell he keeps proving people wrong to yeah. this day. Like it's crazy to this day. Like we still have a debate with people that it's LeBron the greatest ever. Like if you're in that debate, you're in that. Like, you're in that debate you're for, in a reason. for a reason. Exactly. You know, and the things he's doing right now, like against. Younger players like Harden yeah. and Dame and CJ and going against those like people don't understand how hard it is like as an OG like you're going against young dudes that's trying that's to take your up. name that's like coming up, that's yeah. coming up like they they're trying to get a bit of what you're trying to get that you that's, already didn't had so like to see that he's still taking down players like I seen a stat like he still hasn't lost the first round series he's since he's been to playoffs and I don't think he's gonna lose one ever yeah. but like that's insane like. And then the more people just keep talking about like how his finals appearance and stuff like that. I think what makes LeBron great is every time he's in that playoff stage, like he never upsets. It's like you're you're gonna see the best LeBron. Like exactly. I've never seen the last poor performance I probably seen LeBron was the Mavs, and I wouldn't even say that was a poor performance series. Like that was like the few games like yeah. the Mavs just didn't miss. Like yeah. literally, so I remember Dirk made like all his free throws when he shot like twenty some free throws. Yeah, like, like, all of them like. Yeah, like Eric was a dog. It was crazy, but Russ definitely showed. He definitely showed that he hurts that offense and what they're trying to do, as far as a player. But at the same time, like that offense is not going to beat teams like the Lakers. That's disciplined on defense yeah. and that can guard too. Like yeah. you taking forty threes a game, that's like win or lose. Like, like you pretty much. That's know. really what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. you already playing small. You pretty like, much yeah. know exactly. what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, Teams like the Heat or like the Lakers, Celtics, like you don't know what they're going to yeah, do. Exactly. You know the Lakers. I mean, you know the Rockets are pretty much just going to shoot threes. Yeah. If Harden isn't driving, if if Russ isn't driving, trying to get a foul, you know, going into the lane, they're going to kick out for a three. Like that's their game. That's yeah. how they play. Like you can really, I mean, you can game plan for that. Like the Rockets really don't have much for you to game plan for because yeah. they're going to do the same thing every game. Yeah. You know me coming to the series. I thought this was going to be a sweet. Just because I really didn't believe the Rockets could guard a soul on the Lakers. Yeah, same. Because they can't guard Anthony Davis. I thought the I thought the last series proved why the Rockets had no chance against the Lakers. Yeah, oh yeah. That's actual size Anthony Davis is doing that against. Yeah. Then you add in Rondo, who's played with Anthony Davis. Rondo played amazing. Amazing. He knows how to get Anthony Davis the ball. Rondo's he knows how to keep the place. offense going. And I feel like as soon as Rondo came back, you get to get LeBron pretty much back at small forward. Yeah. And since he's came back, LeBron offensive game, he just been he just been yeah. getting into the rim easier. Jump shot still looking efficient as it can be at this point. Yeah. Um 
And I feel like I really like what Kuz was doing this series. He wasn't trying to do too much. Yeah. He stayed efficient. He played his role on defense. Denny Green got his shot going a little bit to close out the series. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's going to be very important for them, you know, depending on who they end up seeing next round. Yeah. yeah. This we'll talk about that. This we're talking about right now. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Like, game yeah. seven. But before, tomorrow, I ain't gonna we, we can stay on the James Harden and Russ. I, I ain't going to lie I did want to say this, though. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to my boy Caruso, man. Yeah. That yeah. Dude, I love that he plays within himself. Yeah, like, so. Kind of like what Kuzma was doing. No, he's playing defense. He's doing what he's supposed to do to to win a championship as a role player. Hit open shots, yeah. cut cut when when the best player in the game or the other player has the ball and things like that. Yeah, that's what my thing I want to talk about actually about that Rocket series. Mike D'Antoni, you know, he's not the coach no more. He leaving. Yeah, uh, be a free, like, free agent apparently. Free agent apparently. <laughs> like, he, well, he I think he told the Rockets not coming yeah. back. That's yeah. what he said. So like. I mean, do you think the offense changes? Like, what happens with them? Because they've been running the same offense all four years he was there. Like, you pretty much, like, know what they're going to do, especially this year and last year. It's difficult to say because their team is built on, like, the GM, they want to shoot threes. Yeah. So it's like... I think that's like, more of Daryl Moore. Like, yeah. Like Mike D'Antoni. Like, Mike D'Antoni, he does enforce, like, shooting threes, team, but, but I mean, like, Daryl Moore is, like, more analytical. Like, I'm getting this guy because he can hit threes. Yeah, yeah. 3D, and, pretty much. 3D, 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 3D guys and, 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 and creators that can yeah. get to the rack and, and get those threes open. So, like, you have people like Slash, like Rivers and, and EG who can hit threes as yeah. well. So, and drive and open up for players. So, I think that's what he thought was going to happen with Russ. Like, he probably would have opened it up a little bit, but... I think injury hurt, too. Yeah, though. that, too. And I think the adjustment. I think that they seen... They thought that teams were just going to let man up on James Harden this mm-hmm. year, and especially in the playoffs. And he, obviously, it changed. They were sending doubles right at half. So, like, now he was kind of in the same situation as Dane, like, giving the ball up early, taking himself out to play, and leaving it up to somebody else. And who was that? Russ. And you see how he played, so... You know, also, I feel like when your best two players got more turnovers than every other player on the team combined, That's it's right. like, what can you really do? You got two yeah. turnover machines on the same team. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. You know, you know, James Harden shot 50% in this series, 37% from three. I mean, he played great, obviously. He yeah. going to get his numbers. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I honestly, I just didn't think they didn't have enough, honestly. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have enough. And, like, AD, like you were saying earlier, he's – Unguard, like nobody in the league can guard at the yeah, yeah. especially like an undersized team like the Rockets. I knew there was no way they could yeah. you know, be able to contain AD or LeBron. Like they had no answer, pretty much. I think this series also just just showed the Lakers' defense once again. Yeah, back to back series, they don't led two, they don't stop two hot offenses from really getting on. Fast. Oh yeah, for the sure. Were hot, yeah, coming yeah. into that series. Yeah, Lakers definitely had the momentum as far as like defensively and offensively, especially like you said, Rondo is definitely. Opening up that whole entire yeah. offense. Oh like, yeah, he, dog, yeah. Man. He he's he's playing defense. He's he's making smart plays on both ends, and he's and he's letting players play in their natural position and get to their spots and opening up for them. So Rondo's just being Rondo, playoff Rondo. You have those other players playing good. It's a wrap, you know. I think Frank Vogel also learned his lesson in this series too. When he decided, you know, I can't play Dwight and JaVale this series. I got to yeah. at least get Marquise Morris these minutes. Yeah. And he showed out when he did play. I mean, he had some games. He went, what, four for four from three. He had one game. I think he went, like, what? I think he made five assists threes one game, too. So, I yeah. mean, you had guys like that coming into the game. Yeah. Yeah. And they not missing either. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You got ten plus threes, like, at least from him that whole entire series. And like I said, Frank Vogel, I don't think he gets enough credit. Like, a lot of coaches don't get credit when they're on a LeBron team. You know right. what I'm saying? Or even just a, a superstar team. Like, that's some credit is Spoke took away. Well. Like, he yeah. dealt with that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Spoke, I think Spo like, that was firsthand the first one I seen because it's hard enough to coach three players like that. And then when you just – of course, when you have LeBron, especially how Vogel has him now, like, older LeBron, like, more vocal and just the, the ultimate leader – it's some things you really just don't have to do. Like, it's some things you just don't have to say. Like, it's just that LeBron knows, like, what it takes. And not saying that Vogel doesn't, but at the end of the day, when you have a player like that, why not make your job look easier, you know? Facts, man. Transitioning to tomorrow, though, this game of seven. Let's go back to this. Um, 
I did not expect this to go seven, man. Like, I did, man. I really didn't, man. Because I know a lot of a lot of Clipper fans. I mean, that's not really Clipper fans out there. They're just LeBron haters, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> people that just want the Lakers to lose. That's fast. And they just want to get the team who they think they, they can beat the Lakers. You have your natural Clipper fans, and you have the fans that just hate LeBron. Yeah, that's Clipper fans. I, I, I've never known a Clipper fan in my life. You know, they, you know, they always got to come out of the woods somewhere, yeah. like, somewhere when you know the goat. Is you know playing? You know they always want him to lose. It's all. It's all. Versi was uh Dame. Yeah. Dame oh, gonna yeah. beat him. Oh, yeah. Then it was the Rockets was gonna beat him. Yeah. It's, it, we seen a lot of Portland fans during that time. You no, know, we see that every year with LeBron. Though. Like every oh, yeah. time in the playoffs, it be the yeah, Ra- Raptors. No it be just play. random Pacers. It be random yeah. teams. Yeah. Crazy. Everybody's always gonna go against LeBron. And like, I mean, he had six finals losses, but they're all against great teams, and all of all of those teams. He was most of those teams was at a disadvantage against. At the end of the day, especially because KD. Like, yeah, KD yeah. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a team game as yeah. well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's not like he just loses on his own. On his own, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's, he's not losing on his own out there. I think it's like identical to like even MJ. Like MJ, he was losing to Hall of Famers in his conference. Like, right. Exactly. It was so hard for him to get out to the finals because he was losing to great players great in players. his conference. It just so happens that LeBron, I mean, not saying he didn't have great players in his conference, but he was the best player in the game. He literally wiped that whole conference for, the whole for, for 10 years probably. Years. Right? You know what I'm saying? Really more than that, ever since he's been in the East. So he yeah. was just killing teams. And when he gets to the finals, he plays these teams like Golden State, yeah. uh, Curry, Draymond, and Clay, or And you add KD after Four that. Four all-stars on one team. And then you like, play a Spurs team twice. On, That's a dynasty. Like, be one of them, like, come on now. What can you say? Yeah, like, beat, come on. If he would have beat those KD Warriors, like, come on now. Like, let's be real. I think if he went to two of those finals, he, he's he's automatically the GOAT. Like, yeah. it's a discussion now, but, like, if he wins two of those, like, just two. Even that Mavs team. Yeah. Like, that Mavs team, like, Dirk, people don't – Dirk is probably, like, the most underrated, like, Hall of Famer, like, that people don't talk about. Like, dude was an unstoppable player, like, yeah. Like identical to a KD, but just slower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you couldn't block his shot. Man, I definitely don't think the the Nuggets would take the Lakers seven. Like, no. like they're doing the Clippers right now. Mm-hmm. No, like, no. And the Clippers had a lot of inconsistency on their team. Like, especially like Paul George the first few games. Um, yeah, he's 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 been stepping up a lot more. But I mean, Kawhi, you know, he can't do everything for them. Like, yeah. Um, the Clippers, I mean, they're, they're deep, but like, are they really like deep? Yes. Like, when I when I look at these two teams, right, I look at it as you got AD Brun, you got PG Kawhi. Yeah, I trust AD more than I trust Paul George. Oh, right? for sure. And I know LeBron and Kawhi gonna give it everything they got. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That's gonna cancel out. Exactly. And then AD would show up huge before PG. Before I trust Paul yeah, George to yeah, go off. Yeah. I I believe Paul George to go for an awful game before I believe. AD gonna go quiet. Yeah, don't get me wrong. AD didn't have some games in this ball. You'd be like, yeah, maybe he just didn't want to play tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but that, I think he had like fourteen points one game or something. I think like, he had thirteen, like, like fourteen, like, like game like, six, yeah, last like, game. He game still five. made a huge impact yeah. on the game without him even scoring that much. You think but is Paul George gonna do that? Is he yeah. is he gonna be in foul trouble? You never know when it comes to Paul yeah. George. Yeah. A lot of players like that's what I love about players like like Jokic for instance. Like he can, he can impact the game in like a lot of different ways. He can pass. He rebounds. He gets other players involved. Like that's what AD does. Paul George, I mean, he doesn't really do that that much. Like, I mean, he just does pretty much a score. Like, if he's off score wise, he's, in my opinion, that's he's not game. really going to do much for you. Like, exactly. In other ways to impact the team, he's not going to rebound that much. Yeah. I mean, he may get you a couple steals, but I mean, it's going to be fouls that accumulate with that as well. Yeah. Just him gambling with Being it. Being aggressive like that, I think, and this is going to be crazy, but like, I've been thinking about this lately, and I think that. Low key, Denver will give a harder series than Clippers. Okay, so Denver, just alone. Yeah, Denver just like because you think about who would play like AD and Jokic. That would be a great matchup just because like Jokic, AD can guard on the perimeter, and that's what Clippers are having problems with. Like, uh, they have Zubak in the paint all the time guarding that pick and roll, and you have Jokic that can pop out and hit the three. He's mm-hmm. the, and, and then he can pump fake you and take two dribbles and make a good pass. Like, that makes it so hard for them to guard. So, like, 
I can't imagine what AD is gonna do to uh, to Zubac if they play the Clippers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that that would be bad. Like kind of like what we seen that from that last game in the regular season. Like you just seen AD just Go just crazy. killing Zubac to the yeah. point to where you may see Kawhi on AD. Like and that's that's gonna foul be, trouble. That's exactly. gonna be foul exactly. So you don't want to even go to those. So I think really. The Lakers Clippers that wouldn't go seven. I think that at the most that goes six. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Denver, that that I would see that going seven more than anything because they just have a complete team with people that can hit shots that you may not think of. They like Gary Harris. You see him hit a couple fourth quarter threes throughout these last couple games. Yeah. MPJ, you see him hitting big shots throughout the playoffs yeah. since they've been in the bubble. Like it's gonna be players on Denver that may show up. Like even Paul Millsap, like. I ain't gonna lie. I, that's probably like my most hated player. Like I hate Paul Millsap, but <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Like he may show up in games, and it'd be like, like, dude, we didn't scout for this, or we didn't, we didn't, we didn't look at this really on film. We didn't pay attention to that. And Lakers could that could happen to the Lakers, you yeah. know. But the Clippers, like y'all said, Paul George, foul trouble. That's the first thing I think of. Um, and his inconsistency right now. I don't think I don't like him in a bubble. Bubba's been like hurting him since he's been in, and Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi's just Kawhi. Like he's gonna show up regardless. Like that's how it. you how you feel about Kawhi in that game six? I think I think like to start. I think to start he wasn't as aggressive, but they were winning so bad. Like 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 you said, the, the Clippers been having big leads, yeah, and, right. and they've been blowing it in the third quarter since the since the first uh, round of, yeah. uh, against the Mavs. So yeah. like. You can tell like that inconsistency of just continuing to play hard and finish off teams, and that's a bad habit to have in the playoffs. You don't want to have that happen against the Lakers. Like you give the Lakers a chance to come back in the game. I mean, you're putting LeBron and AD in a situation to where they can take games easy, and right. then you have games where you're just not hitting, and that's going to be bad in the playoffs as well. Because I just see the Clippers just losing off just droughts like crazy runs in the fourth, and they just getting finished off. So. This Clippers team kind of reminds me of that uh, that Trailblazers team when they was playing Golden State that one year and they had those big leads and they just be they just be raining threes and they're saying you know you be like man yeah. what happened to Dane and I be like man what happened to Kawhi what happened yeah. to Paul George what happened to CJ maybe it's, they just get it's, too confident yeah so yeah they be like okay let's chill a little bit like we gotta leave like there's no way we can blow it like, it's crazy I, don't know. I think like with that GS and Trailblazers I think the Trailblazers were actually trying to keep that lead like yeah like because you think about like you have that pressure like yeah. playing against gs like yeah. you're playing against four all-stars two players that can literally go crazy kd and curry like they can literally go crazy that series but i don't think kd was playing that series i think uh was no, he think, out yeah he, yeah, he was out so like it was just it was just them three and like you said it was probably i think the last three games they only they got swept the last three games it was close and they just blew it so mm-hmm. Clippers are definitely showing that inconsistency, like, of finishing games, especially against, like, solid offensive teams like Denver. Like, they don't have that defense. Like, we t- we can talk about their defense all day, but Lakers have the best defensive team in the NBA. I agree. Man, so, who y'all think going to win tomorrow? Like, Nuggets, Clippers. I really don't know who's going to win. I mean, I really don't yeah. care who's going to win. I do want to see that Kawhi-LeBron matchup, though. Clippers, right. yeah. matchup. I think everybody wants to see that. Yeah. But, I mean, if it don't go that way, then, you know, it just don't go that way. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can see, you know, I expect, let me put it like that, I expect the Clippers to win yeah. just because I expect Kawhi to be Kawhi. Yeah. I expect Lou Will to somehow get out his slump and show up. I expect them to come with a game plan that somehow, if I'm the Clippers, I'm allowing Jamal Murray and Joker to take all the shots tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> because if you allow the other guys to get off like they've been right. doing, oh, like Millsap had seventeen one game, I was like, exactly, you can't let exactly. And Jerry Jer- Jer- Grant, like you can't have like, both yeah, of them. Exactly, exactly. have a good yeah. offensive game. Definitely. Like you're probably gonna lose. Definitely. You know, I think the most productive player to me that I've been seeing in the bubble for his team has been Monte Morris. Yeah, like, yeah. Monte Morris coming. He, I think he's probably averaging double digits, and it's a series of easily. He comes in, he gets ten, twelve. I mean that's off the bench. Yeah, definitely. And he's very he has a good a nice uh assist to turnover ratio. Like exactly. he's very like poised with the ball. He does not get he doesn't like do anything crazy out the ordinary, plays his game. And sometimes you need players like that off the bench 
Like, when you have certain players that's playing out of character, it can throw it away, like, the whole game for a team. So, like Eli said, I mean, like, I do want to see the Clippers play the Lakers, and I want to see that showdown, Kawhi versus LeBron, you know, and PG and AD, you know, partnering in that matchup. But at the end of the day, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Denver versus Lakers, you know. That that would be a nice series. That would be different, yeah, because you have young stars – trying to make a name for themselves and going to the finals probably against young stars as well because whoever wins that Celtics heat, you know, that's going to be Bam, Tyler Harrow, and then you'll have like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown all on one side in their first finals. So yeah. like a lot of this, like if Denver goes and, you know what I'm saying, I don't think they're going to beat the Lakers, but say if they were to win, you know, that would be their first finals and that would be the first finals for – players that's playing on the heat and etc. So I mean that might be league changer right there. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That would probably shift the league. That would definitely shift the league. Yeah. No, you gotta cause you, you gotta think of a team like the Jazz, you gotta think, man, we just we just went seven with them. Yeah, exactly. Think we keep adding pieces, being you know, a team like the Bucks, you gotta think, man, we gotta we gotta start making some moves or Yeah. You know definitely. we might be losing Giannis oh, yeah. year out the next. Yeah, yeah it's fresh. Yeah, we go and shift into this heat Celtics. Um Man, this this is gonna be insane. I really don't think I do expect the Bucks, Raptors to be in this conference finals, but you know it's Heat Celtics. Um, somebody I love this matchup. Yeah, I love this matchup. Like it's I different. Really, I really love this matchup. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of young talent in the league, yeah. especially on like both of these teams. Great coaches. Yeah. The Heat back in the conference finals yeah. without LeBron. Like, he, that's how you know like every sponsor. Like he's a, he's a real real deal. Oh yeah, right. he's a great coach. Pat yeah. Riley and the whole crew. The whole crew. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I I had made like a post like on Facebook like the other day. It was like that the Heat team kind of shows like that that Pat Riley Knicks defense kind of mm-hmm. way like like how they just play defense lock down on their defender and things in that nature and they're able to switch off and rotate and and help their defenders out and that was. That what comes with a championship, you know. If you can do that, that'll take you to the next level. And I think uh, that's going to be another coach versus coach, like Brad Stevens versus Eric Spoelstra, which is a great matchup. Like, I would love to see those two go at it because I think that that series is definitely going seven, without a doubt. Like, it's going to be so much coaching schemes that that switch up throughout the series. And uh, I wonder how the Heat are going to guard Tatum, who's going to be on them. And how Gordon Hayward's gonna come back and help them as well? Cause yeah. I'm, I heard he's coming back. I think yeah. he's in a bubble now. Yeah, he's in a bubble. He's out of quarantine. He practiced today. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Well, like, so with the team, yeah. he didn't do like full yeah. workouts with the team. He did like a little bit of, like group workouts. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah. like not fully like hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So having him back, that's that's a difference maker for sure. That kind of that puts that jump start like all right, y'all. It's, it's a lot of scoring on that team. And yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of defenders. Yeah. You know, this matchup crazy to me because I. Because I've been thinking about the like the last couple of days. I'm like, okay, the Heat can do what the Raptors did. But at the same time, it's like the Celtics have so many defenders. It's like we can take out Duncan Robinson if I if you really wanted to. Yeah, exactly. If you like, if I really want to take can. your shooter, I can. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like, okay, maybe I'll let Jimmy get off this series. But who really cares? Because it's like, I want to see Ken Tyler Hero keep shooting like this. Exactly. It's my young defenders as well. Because Jalen Brown not going to let yeah. him get off like Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think this is gonna be a crazy series. It really then I like when you really like look at the series, like both teams have depth problems. Obviously, the Celtics they have some depth problems, but the Heat like they have some size, like guards wise. I don't yeah. feel like the Heat can really match up against like talent wise with what the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, with the uh, Celtics got. If yeah. you go like five versus five, like yeah. starting five or even best five, best five. So you're right. saying Celtics yeah. have the Celtics best five. Celtics got one of the best fives sure. in the league, like, easily. Yeah, one through six, really. Like you got Kemba, Smart, JB, Tatum, and Hayward. Yeah, that's five. And Hayward, that's five. Yeah, but yeah. If you put that five on the court, say you play play small ball, you match up with a team small ball. You put that five on the court, like that's a lot of scoring. That's yeah. a lot of defense. Oh yeah, definitely. One lineup. I think what also may help is, you know, you may be able to put Gordon Hayward. You might, you know, you're not just going to start him off yeah. just to yeah. put him in the game, just force him into the series. But, I mean, you can have a guy like Gordon Hayward come off the bench and give you, what, 20 like he usually do anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get those starting minutes regardless. Yeah, you know, yeah, but Brad yeah, does sport. have, you know, he messed with 
Brian Mess would go ahead. He shows him that butler love. Butler love. I think Bam is the difference too. Like, yeah. if Bam has a good series, they have potential to beat the Celtics because, like you said, that's the Celtics' best five. Most likely, that's going to be the the last five that's going in the fourth quarter, and yeah. then you're going to have Bam in there for sure. Yeah. So Bam. And not saying that Celtics can't take him away because I've seen the Celtics take away Giannis, you know what I'm saying, with that well, same home, team, right, yeah. you know. So, like, all they have to do is just box him out. And and, and Mark Smart, I don't see him guard five. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I don't right. think he'll have a problem guarding Bam yeah. at all. So, yeah. like, I, I think Bam has to have, like, a really, really, really good series. Like you said, players like Harrow, Robinson, like, they have, they're probably going to have to step out of their shell, like, and not – Shoot too many threes or shoot threes, right, but yeah, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show other parts of your game because Celtics can take that away for yeah. sure. They had a defense too. Yeah, it's it's two really good defenses matching up against each other. pretty much like the like the Celtics Raptors. Two pretty good defenses matching up against each other, but um, they really didn't have the thing about the Raptors is they weren't they weren't that deep. They were deep, but they weren't like as deep as the Heat. To yeah. me, like they do have a lot of people who can score the ball. Like the Raptors don't have that many people who can score. They do. Right. Like you were relying on like, Norman Powell. Yeah, you somehow know, magically give you fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're relying on like the wrong people. Like yeah. you, you know, Tyler Hero's gonna step up now. Like he's proven that in the playoffs now. Yeah. Like, Duncan Robinson, like he's gonna step up. Like yeah. unless you can just completely take him out of the game, like they did Kimball. Like if, like if they do that to the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, if they do that, if we do that to the Heat, yeah. you can you can take out a player in the series. Yeah, you run run the boxing one on them. Yeah, <laughs> I think this series is gonna tell a lot about Jimmy Butler too. Um, oh yeah, for sure. You know, he he's gotten so far already just with this team. You know, it's not like this Heat team this year is it's not gonna look like what it look like next year. Oh uh, no, definitely. I think the Heat may be getting some. I think they may add in all season. I feel like Pat Riley them might. You, you already heard. They were trying to get Russ in the offseason and join Jimmy Butler. So, obviously, hey, they feel like they, you know, they might try to make a run at Giannis. I've, I've seen that report as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they do have a lot of trade assets, and they're showing that through the playoffs right now. You think that's what it, what's really going on? Like, I, I, it, do you think this, like, this is, like, in a way, a, they can say, man, look what these guys are in the bubble. Oh, yeah, Let's definitely. go get somebody. Yeah, like, even, like. Even more teams did that. Like for example, like the Suns kind of did that with how they did. They went eight and zero. They showed players that can, you know, that can still put the ball in the basket and hoop. You know what I'm saying? And be trade trade assets for other teams. So dunk, people like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. I think they're gonna keep Tyler Hero, but people like Duncan Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Even Jay Crowder. Like he's been to a, a few trade spots and he's still showing that he can play well in the playoffs. But you never know. I mean. Pat Riley may just say F it and keep all these players, you know, try to sign them, which right. is not possible. You can't keep everybody, but you're going to try to keep as much as you can, especially if you make a finals run, you know what I'm saying? That means you were the best team in the East, so. Yeah. Um, I guess the Fanchez series, I mean, I think the I think the Celtics are going to win this series. Like, um, I just think the Celtics have a lot of just players who can, you know, create their own shot and defend as well. Like, yeah. like I said before, you put if you put a, any five on the court, like any five, like I think they're gonna have the best five players like in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, like whoever's on the court, I think you know you got Marcus Smart is playing out of his mind right now. Like, and you can really see the growth of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, you have rising stars on the team. Like, the Heat really don't have rising stars. Right. They have yeah, guys at their peak. Like, you have yeah. people at their peak. Like, Bam yeah. is a rising star, but he's not really, like, a scorer. Yeah, Like, yeah, like JB or, like, a Tatum or Gordon Hayward, Kimball. Like, you got scorers on the Celtics. Yeah. And, like, you really don't have any rising stars on the Heat. I'm not saying that's why they're going to lose, but yeah. I'm just pointing out things to where, like, if you take a player out of the game for, like, the Celtics, you got people, who, other people who are going to step up on the team. Yeah, like, definitely. You got, you got a doll like Marcus Smart who's going to irritate Jimmy Butler. He's going to irritate Dr. Robinson, irritate Gordon Dragic, like, to the max. Yeah. Because he's that good of a defender. He's, like, a pest, like, yeah. a net, like, on you. You can't get him off. Like, yeah, that's what Marcus Smart is. He yeah. always steps up in, like, the right situations. You saw him knock down, like, five threes in a row. Yeah. And playing, like, Toronto. Bro, you know, like, that's why I think, like, the Celtics are going to win their series. And, I just think this is the year of the Celtics Lakers. 2020 has been so many crazy things happen this year. Yeah. And um, it'll be no better way to end the year off with the Celtics Lakers finals. Yeah, definitely. I think the Celtics are going to win too. Uh, I know people are going to bash me for this, but 
I think Kimba's going to go crazy this series. Just off the fact that, like, like he had a bad series last series, and he was Boston one. I don't think Miami's going to Boston one him this series. I mean, who knows? They may do it just off the success of how Raptors had on them. So, And they do have a better defensive team to beat than the Raptors. But uh, I think Kimba's going to do well in the series. And like Eli said, uh, he's just going to – they just have a lot more playmakers, man. They can just hit shots, hit big shots, more importantly, you know, and have that experience of hitting shots in the fourth and things of that nature. So, like, players like Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown, like, even though they may have bad nights, uh, one or the other is going to go off. So, and then you have Gordon Hayward, a consistent veteran at this point in the playoffs as well, and he can definitely hit big shots for you. So, I can see the Celtics and Lakers in the finals as well. Right, right here. Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah, in the series, man. I got to go on seven either way. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I respect that. You know, seven going either way, but I can definitely see the Celtics definitely winning this series on just uh, – I just feel like scoring it will be a very important thing in this series. Of course, yeah. always in the East matchup, it's always defense. To me, it's always been first 10 and 90 mm-hmm. when it comes to East game. But I feel like guys who can get the ball, who can score the ball down the stretch, would be very important in this series. Uh, you know, boxing one wise, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if I would do this with the defenders that he have. Yeah. I don't feel like they have to go to that extreme. Yeah, they would. You know, you might have, you might want to do it against Jason Tatum because you know you have the defenders that can do that. Yeah. And if you can, I mean, it's it's just gonna be. It depends, I guess. You know, with the how the shooting is going for each team as well. Yeah, I feel yeah. like neither team is just, like, godly three-point shooters. Like, no yeah. team, I feel like, in the bubble, is just, like, raining threes down on you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, who can get guys to the rim? Who can hit it? Who can just make enough outside shots to win the series? Yeah. So, I feel like the team who makes the more, most threes in the series probably have the best possibility of winning. Yeah, and I think uh, both teams are good, shooting good at, at a three-point rate, too. So, like, they are hitting shots. Don't get us wrong. Like, but at the end of the day, like it is said, like whoever's hitting shots the most, first team to ninety, most likely is going to win the game. Just giving off both defensive efforts on each team and the players on the team and in that level, you know, because he got players that can hit shots too. Definitely. They just got to be hitting them. Tyler Hero, I've seen when he's not hitting shots, you know, and he looks bad out there. Same with Duncan Robinson. If he's not hitting shots, he's basically, you know... Just out there. He's pointless, you know what I'm saying? He's just out there. So, those players have to hit shots. And if Jimmy definitely has to pick it up on offense this series as well. Yeah, I don't think we can have 17, 18-point Jimmy this series. Oh, no, no, definitely. I yeah. think they might get blown off the floor if he's not oh, yeah. all-star level. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you seen it with Kyle Lowry. I mean, Kyle Lowry literally had to put... Yeah, yeah he, he took his game to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Multiple, as far as offensive game. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Even Van Vliet. Van Vliet had a couple games where he just went bananas on offense just to win just to win close games with the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? So those dudes, Jimmy has to step up, Bam has to step up, the bench has to hit shots. Yeah. Goran has to keep doing what he's doing right now, which is killing yeah. in order to beat the Celtics. But I just think at the end of the day it's gonna be a long shot. Like Celtics just have too many players that can make plays on their own and create for others as well. Like yeah. he don't have enough of that. Jay Crowder, he's a spot on shooter. Duncan, spot on shooter. The only players I can think of is Tyler Hero, Goran, Jimmy, uh uh Kendra Nunn if he's playing a lot more. I think he'll play a lot more than Celtics just giving off Celtics defense. They're gonna need more playmakers, but it's just not enough playmakers on the Heat side versus the Celtics side to me. Thanks, thanks. Either way, it's going to be a great series. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. To wrap it up, um, do we have any final thoughts, final comments on, uh, you know, playoffs, bubble life? It's been crazy. Like man, like I said before, like, I really like this bubble. I think we're going to start seeing, like, a lot of different sports playing on the bubble, too, like, because it draws so much attention to, like, the bubble, too. Yeah. Like, you, like it, you, you're so connected in the bubble, like, the teams, it's like AAU. And, like, man, I, I really love what the, like, the NBA set up, this bubble, man. Yeah. I think it might set up, you know, how they think about doing, like, the in-season tournament. I feel like that this might be, like, you know, what start that off. And they, no, they might just start building off this, especially, like, for a mid-season tournament. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they may just like you said, like like tournaments. You may have it like to where like I seen Karis Vert kind of talking about it on a, another podcast. You may have three bubbles, you know, mm-hmm. and you may just go to their place that bubble for a particular time instead of traveling state to state yeah. and and risking your health and things in that nature. So. I think we're going to probably see a bubble for the next couple of years, just like the fact of this pandemic and stuff like that. We don't know when it's going to you know, slow down a little bit. So I think it's also better on the players' bodies as well, yeah. you know, not having to travel as much. I think I think that's really why we, you know, players are playing at such a high level as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's less wear and tear. Of course, you know, you know, I feel like, it, especially as a fan, it feels better as a bubble, having constant games day yeah. after day. You know, you can talk about times – you know, as far as if who you're watching, but I mean, I feel like it's been a great experience. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, as a viewer, at least. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks. Well, I guess I didn't do it for you know the first episode of the sports podcast. Um, I really appreciate y'all for listening, man. It's, you know, it's gonna start to be the norm for us. You know, we got a lot planned for this podcast. Uh, we're gonna be coming at y'all hard, man. We're gonna, like I said before, you know, we're gonna be doing sets like this. Uh, different guests, you're gonna be seeing different guests on here. You know, coaches. Players, them got a you know a whole team, you know, full of yeah. players, you know, great right, young players, players on this team, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got a great AAU team. Uh, they're gonna be a freshman. We got a sophomore team as well. Uh, we get Bucks AAU team, so you'll definitely hear about them a lot more, even through nationally. But uh, like he said, it's just gonna be a plethora of just like a lot of people, a lot of guests, a lot of different type of people. We, and we'll try not to just talk about basketball. We'll try to talk about other sports as well. Try to get other people in here talking even business about sports. You know, just getting the inside of what we talk about outside of the podcast, but you getting the inside scoop. So thanks, thanks. We really want to, you know, bring in as many guests as we can in here. You know, get as many di- different opinions and facts. You know, from the city. And, you know, we can really branch out into other states as well. You know, we we got some real big plans for this podcast. Anyways, man, thank y'all for listening. Uh, appreciate y'all. We'll be back. Yes, sir.